0: Of tripping on Be there. Scour the spaceways. Explore vast alien worlds. This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I
1: used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. it! Right. And it made me go a little bonkers. Uh, maybe.
0: If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi, big
1: fat Hi. Doobies! Hi. Hi! 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 What's up, everybody? Today's Saturday, June eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. Episode one hundred and eighty of the Hotbox. I'm uh, Matt. Joining me today, we got Kimberly Whitaker, a concerned citizen in Montana. Uh, met her in a couple of the Facebook groups when I was researching the Battle of the Big Sky article uh, for the Cannabis Journal. So you guys can check that out if you want, like, a more, uh, a more in-depth history of, like, how this all came to be. Because we're going to kind of just jump right into the middle of it here uh, and talk about what's going on right now uh, and the kind of people involved in the fight for and against. So, Kimberly Whitaker, uh, welcome to the Hotbox. How's it going?
0: Good. Thank you. I'm awesome. so glad to be here. <laughs> hey, can
1: you, real quick, can you turn the TV down?
0: Sure, hold one moment. Okay, awesome. And thank can you. Can you turn down the TV just a tad?
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: I guess it's picking it up. How's we, that? We need, Is that better? Oh,
1: perfect. Yeah. We need okay. to start sending our guests microphones like real nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's how's it my going? Daughter.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, I got involved uh, in all of this back in February. And the reason I got involved um, was because I wanted to start investigating on how to start changing the uh, pre-employment drug screening, and I wanted to be able to start an action to start getting that removed off the pre-employment um, screening. And the reason for that is we have a lot of veterans on medical marijuana. We have a lot of card holders. On medical marijuana and I think it's unjust and unfair uh, due to other drugs being relatively easy to get out of your system and relatively easy to pass a drug test versus um, cannabis. I like using cannabis marijuana so that's how I got started and then I ran into the legalization end of um, marijuana here in Montana (laughs) And further investigation led me into the medical marijuana laws and what was going on in Montana. And um, I started making phone calls and talking to a whole lot of different people. And as I started investigating deeper and deeper and deeper into all of this, it really became apparent that um, Montana was about to go back to the 1930s Um, And we are with one of the worst medical marijuana laws in the nation as far as the law itself and criminal type stuff. But I'm still new. Um, I'm like a kindergartner in all of this. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that there's a lot of hardworking people working behind the scenes to try to help take care of this and make a medical marijuana that works
1: yeah getting an initiative like ready and written and approved and then getting the signatures for it and then getting people to vote like that's no small task i mean it's
0: (laughs) no and then we have people like steve zabawa who um in my opinion he is a car guy um
1: Now, I I mentioned him and what was going on in the article, but for people that are just listening, can you give like a little, just a a quick rundown of who this gentleman is?
0: Okay, well, Steve Zabawa is one of the owners of Rimrock Auto, and that's located in Billings. Um, From the research that I've done, it looks like Mr. Zabawa at one point in time was all for cannabis and the medical end of it. He was also all for trying to get in the cannabis industry um, with a few people that are down in billings. And it looks to me like when that didn't work out, he decides that he's going to switch sides and go to the anti-marijuana um, and start a huge campaign to actually have that uh, be put into law while all ma- all marijuana is le- illegal according to the federal statutes on the Schedule One drug. He's actually spent quite a bit of money to accomplish this in, over the last few years. Um, there's a lot of rumors going about Mr. Zabawa as far as some illegal activity. Of course, you can't prove any of it, so it's just rumors at this point. However, the rumor for 176 is that he's managed to accumulate over thirty thousand signatures to get his initiative 176 on the ballot however (laughs) um there are a few of us who actually have talked to his signature gatherers and um he's not been honest Um, basically you could Mm -hmm. tell a voter i have unicorns in a field of whales please sign my initiative i'll sign it where (laughs) (laughs) and then if you're not reading the language and not paying attention to what you're signing, you definitely are an undereducated person signing the initiative to start off with, but it doesn't help when you have gatherers who are giving misrepresentation and in some some cases outright lies.
1: What I find um, interesting is that he's actually using shady used car salesman tactics to get these yes. signatures like the quick hard sell. Oh, don't read it. I'll tell you what you're signing. Like all this kind of things that. Well, you...
0: it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I've been in the mortgage industry and the car industry and being in sales. Yes, there are tactics that we do use to get a sale. Um, social engineering, on right?
1: It's all social yeah. engineering. It's it is. Very and interesting. It's
0: manipulation and mm-hmm. it's designed that way. Um, if you have a product, uh, and I'm selling you a product, either you're going to sell me, you want, you don't want the product or I am going to sell you, you do. So bottom line is that the number one most hated person, uh, is a car salesman. And then you have a congressman and then you have, um, lawyers probably. (laughs) Right. So, you know, and then the attorneys. So here's how it kind of is rolling out for him. He actually was videotaped um, himself uh, <laughs> and he looked like Bambi in the headlight kind of look. Um, when he was asked, you know, why should I sign your initiative? He could only remark because it's the right thing to do. Um, also, another thing, he could only refer you to his website. However, we also have a video recording of a signature gatherer and what she says. And it's it's definitely you can tell that. Mr. Zabawa signature gatherers have been coached as if they were starting uh, to sell cars mm-hmm. in, the, in, the new, in the car industry. It's pretty much done the same way, um, giving misinformation. <laughs> and, and then, like I said, some cases downright lies. So it is, it is starting to come out. However, I did uh, get a hold of Mr. Quintana. He's the attorney at the Secretary of State in Montana. I also sent the video into my county attorney's office. To see if there was something that we could do based on, you know, misrepresenting and giving false and inaccurate information. That is
1: actually not allowed, right? You can't tell people they're signing one thing when it's something different.
0: Actually, that's where it's wrong. It is allowed. Under the core political speech and your First Amendment right, you can pretty much say whatever you'd like to uh, a person to get them to sign. Your initiative. Wow.
1: So and it's up to them. The onus is on the, the signer uh, right. to read what they're signing or to just take the person's word for it. Right. So either
0: you're reading the ballot language, which is the short version is like, always on the signature page.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you ask questions. However, the questions that, you know, they're promoting the synthetic marijuana. I've listened to tons and tons of research. This guy has said, Um, he's, well, I, I have no words to express for what an idiot I think he is. Um, but at the same time, he is a person with an agenda and has money to back that up. And when you get a person with an agenda who really doesn't know or taking the time to educate themselves, uh, with any, any good viable researched information, that becomes a, a very deadly person. It's
1: dangerous, uh, yeah.
0: Dangerous, yes. And we're, as of aug- August 31st, unless the, the courts are going to be very nice to us between now and then, we are looking at over 13,000 medical marijuana patients that are going to be put in a position to either commit illegal acts to get their medicine or they're going to be without their medicine and they have to go back on prescription type medication, i.e. those painkillers, opiates, that are so dangerously deadly for people. So a lot of us started to get together, and like Shelly and Aaron, they created the Montana State Hemp and Cannabis Festival. Um, a few of the providers I've been talking to are fabulous with the information that they're providing, very good educated information. Um There's a lot of competition going on. You know, there's a lot of stuff that could have been fixed a long time ago. But I don't think anybody encountered an attorney general like uh, Tim Fox or a person like Steve Zabawa coming to the table with a lot of money and influence in the Republican Party.
1: And we should also say, like, this is the second... Rodeo for all of this There were 30,000 patients at one point And then they tried There was the Safe Community, Safe Kids group They were lobbying Mm -hmm. really hard Powered by our car salesman uh, Friend here uh, and they didn't, they didn't get it repealed, but they started, you know, clamping down and they wanted to reduce those numbers. And, uh, so a lot more I feel have gone with, probably not without, but have gone to the other side or have moved like I did. i am just yeah, say like, and, I have and to go. That,
0: That's a lot of, of, you know, putting patients as medical refugees, having to uproot them out of their homes, um based on uh, medical conditions, on someone who, like I said, has no good research on anything. Um, I think with Mr. Savala, um, my personal opinion is he wanted to get into the cannabis industry based on the amount of money that could be made. So his bottom line was not looking at really helping people, but more money. It's an investment,
1: basically. What's going to be my return when, when this all is said and done?
0: Right. So um, you have to look. Mr. Zabawa hasn't done anything, as far as my research can tell, um, as far as or safe community, safe kids. You know, it was safe community, safe kids based on me talking to people and doing my own research. And then it became safe Montana. Right. Well, when you look through that website, a lot, he's got a few research out from the Mayo Clinic and then of Harvard. Um, Basically, he's using uh, a lot of stuff out of the DEA, blah blah blah, Um,
1: which we all know to be not true. Like it's that's already mainstream information at this point.
0: All right. Well, he's a mainstream propagandian type man. He he's he's definitely using it to to I guess ride the coattails of every. In other words, the basic. How do I put this? The basic way he's trying to explain why he doesn't want Montana, Montanans to have marijuana anymore is just the right thing to do. Well, what is the right thing to do to put these patients in that type of situation? I've also listened to research that he's done uh, in the legislative branch, and he's willing to sacrifice these people in the name of saving our children. Well, Safe Montana. Um, as far as I can tell, and I could be wrong, has done nothing to help save any children or do anything to help um, inspire uh, like p- kids who are teenagers who are on meth. There's been nothing done by his in- by Safe Montana, and that's
1: that's interesting. You bring that up because. Cannabis is the least of Montana's problems when it comes to <laughs> drug addiction. There is a giant pill epidemic there. There is a giant meth problem there. You Why doesn't he direct some of these resources and fix that first while we handle the cannabis?
0: Well, he, he, he's a big pharma kind of guy. And oh. I can't help but wonder what agenda he has or what kind of investments he's made um, he pushes
1: but, one of those more heavily than the other. I don't hear mention Marinol very often, but Saturday.
0: No, <laughs> And that's GW Pharmaceuticals, which was in exclusive marketing rights with Bayer. Um, these are some big pharmaceutical companies. Good However, money. his idea of proper protocol and procedure, just go to your doctor and get a prescription is a joke. And the reason I say that is because I do qualify for a medical marijuana card. Uh, I qualify in not just in uh, physical based on several car accidents, but also mentally as far as being di- diagnosed with post-traumatic stress syndrome and bipolar 1. I do not use medications. In fact, this will be the first time I've actually had to get on medications. Uh, cannabis usually helps me to keep my blood pressure pretty cool, but... You know, the further I start digging into Mr. Zabawa and his his Republican hold, the, the higher my blood pressure has been getting because he's just flat wrong. It's a rat's um,
1: nest of of nonsense that he's created here.
0: A, a lot of nonsense. So getting back to uh, his, uh, I want to bring this up really quick. Um, as far as everybody, uh, I did call um, Ryan Sinke's office and I, spoke to a gentleman by the name of Billy. And I was asking questions about what Mr. Zabawa had uh, in reference to his input as far as the non-official medical board that Ryan Zinke's created.
1: Right. And so we we should let people know that he was appointed to this medical board that is a used car salesman and then doctor's. And it's like, one of these doesn't quite belong here. How did you get there?
0: (laughs) Well, here's the funny thing about that is the name he's, as a chairman of Concerned Citizens Committee USA, I believe it is, there is no such thing. So he basically made up a name um, and put himself a chairman of an organization that does not exist. But according to Billy from Mr. Zinke's office is that Mr. Zabawa gives huge input being one of the largest employers of Montana as far as the uh, employee type insurance. So they're looking at health insurance through the employer. Um, According to Mr. Zinke's office, he does not give any type of recommendation or talk about anything with medical marijuana. However, when you go in and you look um, at some of um, Mr. Sabawa's writings in the Gazette, he brags about how he's been in contact with Steve Dane's office, Mr. Zinke's office, to uh, fast track, you know, the pharmaceuticals through the FDA. So who's lying there? I don't know. Um, he's got to be having backdoor conversations um, backroom conversations. You know he is with the amount of money that he's pushing through the system. Um, I had a gentleman just post that he spent over $92,000. I don't have accurate proof of that, but I do know in an article I did read, he is bragging that he spent over 70000 just to get that initiative well signed. And yes, he did if he is accurate and did make those numbers, he did it by lying to the Montana, Montanian voter. Um, I don't know about you, but I already know government is not so hot. Do I really want a car guy who has the capabilities of lying and putting 13,000 medical marijuana patients in dire stress? Um. Because he's got an agenda and thinks it's the right thing to do.
1: Definitely not in the name of Sativex or any other pharmaceutical-grade synthetic. Like, they're missing the whole point of why people ingest cannabis, whether it's eating it raw inducing juicing it or smoking it, vaping it. It's not just the one or the two cannabinoids, CBDs and THCs, everyone's familiar with. There's a bunch more cannabinoids, first of all. And then on top of that, there's a whole bunch of terpenes, which are found in (laughs) all sorts of other plants.
0: And this all works
1: together to help us and our system, our endocannabinoid system, function properly.
0: And we're, we're, we're humans. We're set up. There's Cannabis and five other plants are actually set up that same way to work with the human body. The reason that there isn't a lot of our United States government, as you know, has precluded a lot of the research. But based on Colorado and Oregon and Washington and Alaska going legal um, with a few more states that are looking really good, more and more and more research is going to be coming out. Do I condone um, a, a person under the age of 18 smoking marijuana for recreation No, I do not condone that. However, you know, when I was younger, I didn't make such great choices. Marijuana was not my gateway drug. Yeah, well, let's weigh
1: the risks. What are Um, your alternatives? Would you rather be experimenting with these opiates, which can and do kill kids, alcohol, which has death rates and negative consequences? I mean, all of the other, like, cannabis is the one that if you're going to do like do it because it's not gonna hurt you
0: with my kids i i have five um my youngest is 19 and in the university of montana um specializing in um law well not law but um what was it again danny for maggie social criminology she's not sure if she wants to morgue or what but with all of my kids, they, including my granddaughter, they were pretty diverse um, in the way the world works, considering a past that I came out of, I actually worked for the Mexican cartel for five years, and um, it's not pretty. So They're not going to
1: come find you now.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> I've been out of the business since 2000. Um and I was sent out of the business with blessings, which is very rare. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to point out that do I look like a person who would work for the cartel? You look like no. the
1: person that would run the books for the cartel. <laughs> right?
0: Well, Funny you should say that because I did take a lot of law and I sat in criminal justice classes with a lot of police officers <laughs> <laughs> while I was doing it. So, that I mean, I did have children. Well, I did educate my children on, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, because that's just the kind of parent I am. I would rather have I don't want them sneaking around and going behind, you know, down the neighbor's house and big parties and that kind of thing. So I chose to educate my kids pretty thoroughly on, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of all kinds of drugs, not just cannabis, but also meth, heroin uh, cocaine, uh, ecstasy, you know, there's lots of things back in the 80s. You,
1: <laughs> you have know, to, though, to because, oh, yeah, but you, you um, definitely have to, because even though they're all scheduled in three different categories, they're like eight Very, very different substances And like I feel like if you lie to the kids about it Like we were I was lied to in the D.A.R.E. generation You know, I was born in 1980 So we had that whole thing Uh, We had like a resentment And curiosity that's like well if you lied to us about this well what else and so you know some of our generation (laughs) tried all of the things but if you're if you're honest and you tell them
0: i I tried a lot of different things that was your rebellion kid yeah Um, but if you're honest
1: to them and you educate rather than lie like that's gonna go so much further
0: Mm -hmm. now i have uh, my oldest daughter's third year psychology and my youngest daughter like i said is in she's criminology um and then, you know, my middle kids are doing pretty awesome too. So um, I feel like being educated and I want to bring this up as an example. Um, I know of a young man who was in the um, system and was sent to a home before, I think when he was 14, 15, he been two years there. He worked really well under um, an authority of type situation and his home environment It's it sucks. You know, dad's a meth guy and mom drinks and, you know, works a lot of jobs. And it's very frustrating. Family life is just awful. And, you know, they're going through a lot of stuff. Well, this kid um, went on a wrong path now that he's 18 and got out of uh, that situation of authoritative type environment. And I'll use this for an example is, you know, selling weed to 12 year olds and they're talking about it in school and he's doing LSD with his friends and driving around. I don't condone any of that. Um, I don't believe in any of uh, doing any of that. And I especially don't know with the way cannabis can be used um, as an exit drug for so many different things. Um, I feel bad for the kid, but at the same time, you know, a lot of what he went through had to do with a very unstable home life from the time he was little, growing up the whole way. That in so a system
1: not designed very well to handle that, you know.
0: No, and once you're in the system, it's a Ponzi scheme. Once yeah. you're in the system, they like you in it's the money. system.
1: Yeah, you're you're another <laughs> cash cow, so to speak.
0: Prisons for profits. Uh, a lot of you know. I don't. I don't think people who use cannabis should be thrown in jail for it. I definitely don't feel some some people delir- deserve 30 years for using it to save their lives or their children's lives versus somebody who can rape somebody and get away with six months. You know, that was going all over, you know, was on the news and that kind of thing. So I think the stereotyping and the propaganda um, will start to eventually move away as the research starts to come out and people start educating the younger generation. Um, as far as recreational marijuana goes, I would love to see it go legal in Montana. I really just don't feel in my heart that Montana's ready.
1: <laughs> I, I have to agree with you there. I, I think they will do medical if given another chance to vote on it and do you know make it structured better and have mm-hmm. spots in there for lab testing and all of that. I don't think... Especially because of, you know, his loud voice And that is echoed in little pockets throughout Montana It's a large state And, you know, that stuff travels And people have been lied to about this for so long He is riding that momentum We're trying to push back and be like, well, all of that stuff they told you was not true. I mean, so here's the real information and it's up to the people to decide, but I feel like he does have that advantage there, at least in, in Montana.
0: Well, yeah. And then you have people who are not open-minded who won't take the time to at least come to their own conclusions based on their own research and make a good valid choice. Either they are, maybe they're not They're in the middle um, and just, listen to what other people tell them. But if you look through what's going on <laughs> in our world today and just look at our presidential uh, candidates in the elections, you, you, you can see the propaganda and the lies that get told all the time. And people are brainwashed. I, I do a lot of research in um, psychology, neurology, uh, sound vibrational frequencies, entrainment, how... They use a lot of these advertising techniques, car salesman techniques. <laughs> the Bernesian um, parasite,
1: right? It's all Pretty about much. what Edward Bernays back in the day came up with and was like, I can make anybody buy, want, feel yes. anything by manipulating these certain aspects of how the brain works and how you perceive reality. And it's it's scary because that's basically like a tool of mind control if you can amplify that by however you know whatever means that can be amplified that yeah it's, it's,
0: it's funny that you bring that up because uh all you have to do is look at brain games <laughs> you know jason silva how exactly your exactly. mind can be manipulated um yeah and you know and with mk ultra being uh, exposed from conspiracy theorists <laughs> to the real deal uh but wait we're not using that on you guys anymore even though we lied to you before, just listen to our word. We're not lying. Well, they to you won't have now. to
1: soon, though, because yeah. our virtual reality technology is getting pretty on point, And all you have to is. do is pop somebody in there with a high enough dose of some sort of psychedelic, and you can basically yeah. like have them live in that world. <laughs> you know, like you're you're much easily no, controlled.
0: Like you're in hyper suspension. Don't take me out of this reality. This is perfect. As long
1: as I can play Overwatch <laughs> and Battlefront, I'll be I'll be fine. Yeah.
0: I am still old school. I like to play in the dirt and I want a <laughs> garden. I'm 50 years old. Then, you know, I can't uh, waitress anymore. I'm getting old. I'm, I'm tired of running circles around these younger gals who have no work ethic. So,
1: none, um, none at all.
0: Right. And I'm like, no, I want, um, an ability and an opportunity to have a career doing my passion in the cannabis hemp industry. I love hemp. I mean, here we go. Hemp seeds. You know, I just, I I put on 50 pounds um, coming back home from Billings. I got kind of sick. Um, I had a real hard time walking and, you know, everything changed for me. And now I'm having to redo it all over again um, health-wise because I'm like a walking heart attack right now. That sucks
1: for Um, everybody that's found, like, that's been on all these pharmaceuticals and then found cannabis and got into, like, a routine of what worked for them. Because it does definitely different ingestion methods and all that affects everyone differently. So it takes you a minute to find what works, but you're, like, taking all of that and then just completely taking away from these people and forcing them back into more dangerous.
0: Right, but I feel like me um, not holding a medical marijuana card puts me more at a disadvantage. And, and the reason I say that, and I'm going to use um, Montana Advanced Caregivers out of Billings, uh, Jason and Rich. Um, they actually have a compound pharmacist there uh, with them, uh, I believe I said that correctly, who actually helps their patients according to what their patients need hmm. so if I actually had someone that I could take my medical records in and say okay this is what goes on with me this is what I'm dealing with now you help me to take the cannabis in the different ways and help me to make it most effective for my body and work with people um, like that I'm at a disadvantage for that because I can't just walk in and And um, say, hi, I'm here. Do you want to help me? I've got to go through all of these things, um, which is what I'm doing right now, just to prove a point that it's not as easy as Mr. Zabawa says. You can't just go in and get your doctor to write you a prescription for medical marijuana. Well,
1: especially now, because what's what's the doctor putting on the line? You know, they're going to be under more scrutiny. They can only sign so many. Which is interesting, and I I found that interesting when they're prescribing at, like, these pain clinics, right? When they're prescribing opiates, there's no real top end as to how many they can prescribe to. Now, if you want to also uh, prescribe Suboxone or or another uh, tablet like that, you can only have a certain amount of people on it. So, like, you can make all the junkies, but then you can only fix... a. few or help a few what? at a time it, it's so backwards to me
0: <laughs> exactly none of those synthetic marijuana pills are going to help me none of no. them um, and why would I want to take them I don't trust big pharma anyway based on the manipulation amount of lobby money um what they do um, well, not, and just I'm, look yeah, at it, like, at,
1: at its simplest, look at it as it's a business and a corporation, and their main goal is mm-hmm. to make money. So that makes you, like, it's in their best interest to keep you coming back and keep you not right. not sick and dying, but not your, your best, you know?
0: Well, they're going to cure you. They're just going to take care of You're you. You're in that in-between, yeah,
1: right? Yeah, yeah it's... So in and, and I don't
0: want to be taken care of. I would like to cure my body. Um, I know that you can do that. I know that there are many things that cannabis is, is great for. Israel, um, they're not my favorite country, but they do have awesome research, and they are the leading country with the research on um, cannabis and what it can and can't. You know, It's just amazing the amount of research that's been precluded. Um and then, you know, we have the different FDA, and it doesn't take anything but to get two um, good studies that can compete with a sugar pill <laughs> to get it approved. However, um, the stuff with JW Pharmaceutical, they've been working on this since 2003, and they are still without any hope of getting anything quite passed yet. Um, Bear Pharmaceutical has grown over 100 tons of marijuana um, to try to get the JW pharmaceutical stuff online and get their their stuff passed through the FDA. So once again, we're going back into big pharma. Um, and, and like you said, they're not there to help cure you they're just there to take care of you we
1: always said that at the beginning that like they were going to drag their feet as long as possible because the amount of money that was made in the prison system and the whole justice system and addiction counseling like that whole racket is going to start decreasing. So they need a way to make up for that. So, well, let's see, we have our pharmaceutical companies. Can you guys yeah. get working on this? Cause by 2020, we're looking <laughs> at full blown legalization. And if we're not making money on that, like right. then there's going to be issues.
0: <laughs> right. Well, let's look a Marinol for an example, you know, based on my research, if you're given a choice between Marinol and smoking cannabis, um, the research that I've read, no one wanted to do Marinol. No. It did nothing for them. I,
1: when I lived in Montana, there was a lady that had MS and she was in a, a place that she couldn't smoke or anything. They gave her Marinol And she told me it it made her feel weird, and she did not like it. And so I would come visit every now and then and get her off-premises and go let her smoke. And just watching her in the the shape that she was in beforehand and just kind of looking like she was ready to just die. And then after the drive around, like, a a couple miles just to smoke (laughs) a joint, like, she was so much more alive it's really it's crazy and yeah i hope they figure that out
0: (laughs) i agree with that even that i don't i can't even pronounce this stuff i don't know if you can see it this is for my blood pressure and to keep me from going into a heart attack or a stroke this is probably this is one of the top worst blood pressure medicines that can be prescribed to you um and I know that I'm like, I need to do some things, but I also know that over the years, cannabis has also helped re- reduce my blood pressure quite a bit. So I have other things going on that this is not the answer for. Um, so which brings me back to my relationship with my doctor. Now you have to understand, um, I work the service industry. So, I basically live paycheck to paycheck. I did real well in tips. So uh, when I was in billions and most of the time I could afford to eat organic and I had a lot of things under control. Um, But for me now, going through all of this, i.e. example, I asked my doctor, I said, so I have to go through low income health care because I'm on the low income health care insurance. So... I asked him, so what is the policy and procedure for you to be able to recommend cannabis for me? And his exact remark is, I don't know. I've never been asked that. (laughs) Okay. And we're talking partnership Healthcare in Missoula, which is for low income. They don't prescribe anything narcotic to anybody, which is a good thing, but they're in proper protocol and procedure. But he has no idea. So he's having to check into that. So, but I need two doctors two, for chronic pain. Um, so, who else do I go to? Do I tell my doc, "Hey, can you give me a referral so I can go see someone else?" Do you have any friends so that that'll can...
1: sign this other one for me, please?
0: <laughs> for me, um, and and that's kind of you know where it's going. And to that's come.
1: stupid because the only reason we have that in place is to prevent people from. Overdosing on these dangerous substances. If anything, cannabis should be treated like a supplement, and just if you need it, take it. If not, we don't care. Like it's there if you want it. These people think it's awesome. There's a couple assholes here that hate it, but we don't listen to them much. And well, then like, and help. then just be. Like, I
0: don't, it's the not that hard. They have me on makes me really tired. Like I have no energy. I'm. Um, but that's I'm fine
1: because gonna... they have a pill for that.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I refused it. In fact, uh, the last time uh, I actually had they have it on my medical stuff that I refused to uh, increase the dosage that I prefer to do a holistic route instead of their pill route. And that was one of the things he said, you know, you're leaving here with that chance. And I'm like, that's okay. I'd rather take my chances and know what works for me than I would to be their experiment on finding a pill. Yeah. Um, the first blood pressure medicine they put me on, I had an allergic reaction to it. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm like, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big person against big pharma. So, we, you know, I'm over here fighting uh, to make my, my health better. And then I'm dealing with ignorant, idiot people like Steve Zabawa, who refuses to debate in a public forum, period.
1: I would love to have him on the show and to ask him why he's being such a dick.
0: Uh, Because it's the right thing to do. Well, Um, you know
1: who else thought that? Hitler. (laughs) He also thought that that was the right thing to do. Turns out it wasn't. Weird.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of our corporations in the United States, including Ford Motor Company, um, made money off of Hitler. So when you go back and you look at all the history and you research quite extensively like I do... And you put it start to put the pieces of the puzzle together, you start to realize just how confined we as human beings are, and how it always seems that someone else knows better for us. Right. Well, right. I I know what's better for myself, and I work with people who can help me achieve that. So that's why I I'm in this is I would love to go up against Mr. Zabawa and Uh, And I want to use this as an example. He testified that his, I believe it was his brother-in-law, passed away and he smoked cannabis and had ADHD and died of lung cancer. Well, tell the whole story. It wasn't cannabis, sir, that killed your brother-in-law. It was whatever he may have been doing, like smoking cigarettes or whatever. That contributed to that lung cancer or secondhand smoke from cigarettes that contributed to that. It well, wasn't anything. Cannabis. I mean,
1: you could be at work and breathe in something, like uh, Libby, Montana, for example. A lot of those people got asbestosis from the mines. They didn't know at the time that they were like killing themselves because it was a long, drawn out thing. And by the time right. the first one dropped, it was all too late.
0: And as far as the ADHD goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Sabawa. If your brother in law was that depressed, and um, for me, uh, depending on what I'm smoking, um, I I actually love getting up in the morning and smoking with my coffee. It motivates me. Um, I'm in a routine, I get happy, I create my day. Um, If he was in such a a dire strait and his life was so, so awful, He should have uh, went and and got some help as far as mentally goes.
1: Yeah, or reached out to his family. Where was was Steve at?
0: Well, according to some of my research and people, you know, Mr. Zabawa and his family are, you know, they've had some parties. I've seen pictures of a bag of weed at Mr. Zabawa's um, Mercedes-Benz opening um, (laughs) where he was actually involved. Um, He tried to get his son a job, um, and when that didn't work out or get 10% of a grower's profit to rent warehouse space, he kind of flipped the market and said, you know, if I can't be a part of this, and I'll just take you and anybody in front of me down just to prove that I can do it. He actually
1: is taking his ball and going home. That's amazing.
0: He's crazy <laughs> grown ass um, man
1: just going home. Screw you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So and is
1: the signature gathering that's ended, right? The the yeah. deadline has come and gone.
0: Yep, the deadline's come and gone. Um Montana Cannabis Industry Association, uh last thing I read from them, they had over 40,000 signatures and they did that in less than 2 months. So we know that that's gonna that's gonna go um, however mr. Sabal is also saying that he's made over 30,000 signatures and and even though they lied to do it there's really nothing we can do so you can expect him to engage into some heavy money um, going as the opposition against the 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 182 um, I, I to get the numbers on the legalization, everybody keeps asking, but nobody's nothing official back with anything.
1: Has, has come out yet. and i I would personally like to see him engage in some some healthy debate, like some public let's put it out there. And like every time I hear him, he has these amazing sound clips of just saying the dumbest stuff. and it's like, are you? Are people, are we all, like, cool with this? We're, they're nodding their heads, like, oh, oh well, yeah. Well,
0: and he says the same thing over and yeah, over yeah, it's and script, over again. It's it's, it, what's amazing to me is the amount of hard work a lot of people have put into trying to bring this gentleman out of the picture versus the amount of money he's spending to stay in the picture um, with our government, Montana's government, in the Republican Party, you know, I listened to testimony about a gentleman saying our young women in high school were prostituting themselves out for marijuana. That is <laughs> no. such bullshit. Excuse my French. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say Oh, yeah, that.
1: you can say uh, all of the words. But, yeah, that's not weed of, <laughs> that doing that. That is
0: not what's it's going on. It's
1: pills and meth turning your, your kids into whores, not weed. Exactly.
0: And and coming out of um, the the kind of industry that I used to work for. I ran, I mean, I, I knew prostitutes who sold themselves in Albuquerque on a daily basis to just cover their stupid crack cocaine habit. Shit gets expensive you know?
1: after a while. I mean, shit. Yeah,
0: you know. So for me to listen to some older person in our Montana government tell me, about how parents call and tell him their 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 kids are selling them, prostituting themselves out for marijuana is the most absurd thing. That I've has ever
1: never happened. I want to hear that call. That is bullshit. He's making that um, up,
0: right? And I can link you with all of that. Um, it's actually a public record. These yeah. guys were in, you know, and for people to literally believe it. There we go again. We're gonna s- put you on a signature and. We've got unicorns in an in a acre of whales. That's right. Please sign here and believe what I'm telling you. It's, and a lot of people do do that. And that's one of the problems with our society is they just take other people at their word without actually right. researching. Or they, they don't or know. Terrifying.
1: They're not taking the right people at their word. Like there are good people out there that you could listen to and, you know, oh do gosh. all right. But and he is not which one of them. me.
0: Right to my next, like good people. I'm going to use this as an example. I just got involved with the Montana State Hemp and Cannabis, um, and we've got people like Elizabeth who are speaking, patients like Nancy. Um, we also have Rich who's speaking, um, Mark Isben speaking. We have a lady who is a BSN RN, Francis DeForest, who is speaking. Rich from Montana Advanced Caregivers is going to be speaking. We also have um, Katie, and I'm not sure how they're pronouncing her last name.
1: Charla. She
0: was, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. From Billings. So all of these people are coming together to collaborate and say, you know, Mr. Zabawa and our legislative party here. We do take pride in our industry, and we do care about what's going on within our communities, and we do care about our patients, and we do care about educating the younger, uh, the younger people under the age of eighteen uh, in this. So,
1: when I is this? When is the, the the event?
0: the The event is September the 9th the 10th, and the 11th, and that's going to be at Lolo Hot Springs.
1: It's three days
0: on private property. Uh, We can hold up to 3,000 people. Our target market is 1,500, and, you know, as we get closer uh, in July and August, uh, excuse me, we'll be really, you know, getting it all out there um, as to what's going on. And it's going to be really family-friendly as well. It's not going to be one of these, you know, just festivals where it's a come out and everybody's going to party and have a good time. (laughs) It's collaboration, education, family-orientated, and with things not just about cannabis, with hemp as well. I'm a total, the whole plant is a beautiful, beautiful thing, not just one or the other. We don't have good cannabis against the bad cannabis, (laughs) It's it's all one plan. And it's it's
1: very there it's there's such a variety of what you can do with it. I I have personally seen some stuff that our lab has inadvertently created that you could use for cement if you wanted to like build Light? an igloo or something like the things that comes out of this plant depending on how you're manipulating it, it it's really crazy like you it can is, do a lot of stuff it is.
0: <laughs> and it, it's almost like adobe what you can do as yeah. far as like and biofuels just for if you you know if i'm a researcher into all kinds of things gmos um chemicals those kinds of things and what we're doing to our in our our global Earth as a whole is we're pretty much suffocating her based on, you know, all of the nasty great things that are going on. Oh, within. we're effed.
1: We're effed for sure. I mean, maybe not us, but like a few generations. Yeah, they need to find a new planet for right, sure. Right, which
0: is my grandkids. Yeah. And and when you look at hemp, one of the things that really inspired me was the radiation going on, like in Japan. Um, you know. Hemp can actually pull that radiation out of the ground. Now, how you would dispose of that, because you can regenerate your soil using hemp, if you were, to rotate your crops. There's just so much that can be done. Clothing, uh, sustainable foods, uh, biofuels, construction, and one acre of hemp saves four acres of trees. You I like trees.
1: If you live on this planet, you should like trees, too.
0: Right. So and then you have companies like Monsanto teaming up with Bayer who are actually trying to genetically modify cannabis Mm. like corn and soy. Mm. And, you know, the research is coming out that genetically modified type corns and um, soys are not good for the for the human body. And people are getting sick from that. So when you combine all of that information in with a plant, that can help with all of that going on around you. I can see why it's stayed illegal as long as it has. There's too much benefit.
1: Well and yeah, then the whole reason why in the first place, as far as the the political agendas and the, the Anslingers and the Nixons <laughs> right. and all the way up through the Reagans and everything. Like it's Girl. it's a lot of force to push back against as just individuals. And especially when I feel like they almost did this on purpose it's like we'll make it illegal but if you're just like smoking it here and there we're not really gonna mess with you so that it keeps those people away from like wanting to make a change and that way they can focus on you know all of the supply lines and that kind of thing like it's a whole strategy you know.
0: It is. It is a strategy, and it's a strategy that's been in play for generations. It's been profitable. The one thing I mean, about that's
1: the only reason that
0: one, <laughs> is they they love time because you know over time the change is so slow people don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. But Especially much- when
1: you're so distracted. I mean, there's so many other amazing things to lose your attention on.
0: Right, Silly media you know, like, shit and- I, I I rather like when I could hike and go to the top of the mountain. There was nothing better than getting to the top and smoking a really good doobie <laughs> at you know seven thousand feet. Um, the air's thinner; and you just get more clarity and. For me, I'm, I'm starting to um, investigate and learn more about neurology and cannabis and how it can affect your mind. And you can use it for positive type things. So for me, the research is really where it's I interesting in. that
1: we can do that now I mean before you had to have I mean, You still kind of do depending on what you're researching And where you are Like mm-hmm. the schedule and license And they were only giving that to people who were like Well we're going to try and find the evil in this plant And exploit it You know they're like <laughs> okay good <laughs> But exactly. I mean, that's like, I I always our thing was always taking like one of our glass bongs and packing it to uh, Glacier Park. And we do the Avalanche Lake hike. And by the time you got right. to Avalanche Lake, the water, is, it's so cold there because it's fed by the the mountain <laughs> runoff. So you right? fill your bong up and like after that hike, it is it is the best bong rip you've ever had. And then you jump in and freeze and then. <laughs> Hike back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my idea. Like when I, you know, I like going to the lake and smoking a good joint and putting in my sound vibrations and to meditate. And I get clarity, you know. Um, I find for me that that works really good to keep me motivated um, in this. Like, I don't want to get up and become a slave. I'm tired of being the slave for cheap wages. I want to get in an industry that I can actually be equal which is one of the things that cannabis is allowing for women um everybody's on an equal playing field um and it's so that's good um women's grow out of colorado Mm -hmm. right now i love colorado because they're (laughs) they're making so much money they're having to invest it back into their state
1: oh darn Uh, darn them those damn potheads
0: (laughs) Right, right. But um, one of the things that I heard about Colorado is that they're now going to be making for Coloradians um, who are residents from the ages of 18 to 23, they're making so much money that college could become free.
1: Wouldn't that be something?
0: right they so, should make oh. make
1: my college free that i'm still paying on and then we'll <laughs> worry about theirs let's let's get mine paid first guys
0: oh it's still 6000 dollars but yeah that, that's, that that's
1: that's really cool that could change a lot of stuff cuz how many people have like maybe didn't work out at their first job but then had to settle for something else because their loan payments were going to lapse right. and everything and you don't get your full you know potential
0: Right. And, you, and and I don't want a job. I, I'm I wanna follow my passion because then it's not a job. If you're following your passion and you're trying to improve yourself and help improve other people's situations and and make a little bit of money so you don't starve at it. Yeah. Well that to me that'd be great because I am
1: Everybody to- wins and I, <laughs> I see it here firsthand, like this town like the mills were no more. And these docks were deteriorating, and now it's, like, flourishing again. There's all these giant cannabis grows and labs and facilities and rec stores, and everyone has jobs. I make like, way more here than I ever did in Montana at the job I was at for, like, 10 years. It's crazy.
0: It is. And I'm talking to you while you're smoking, and you can't get in trouble for that.
1: I know. I bought this at a store. It was, I got, I actually got in my car and drove to a store and I had dollars and I gave it to this gentleman and he sold me pot and I said, thank you. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. But, and what happens, like, let's talk a little bit about the DEA. Let's be, um, let's talk about what happens to Montanians as they cross through Idaho, which is totally le- illegal for any type of marijuana,
1: I, I um, always try and go through Canada and then okay. down. <laughs> like so, that's how bad Idaho is.
0: I mean, this is—I don't have. This is just my thoughts on things. You know, as of the thirty-first, depending on how things goes, we're going to have a lot of people without their way of getting meds, and we're only three hours from Spokane, or at least Missoula is. But you're going to pass through a state with it's where it is illegal, Um, and then you're going to enter into a state where it is legal. And I am a little concerned about what may or may not happen for medical marijuana patients or anybody for that matter. What if
1: what if you could bypass the state and dig under it and build a pipeline (laughs) or a (laughs) tunnel tunnels
0: that are already there?
1: (laughs) Probably. Probably I'm sure we're not the first people who have wanted to get from one place without having to go through Idaho. I mean you know, shit
0: <laughs> but I mean I'm not sure anything will happen, but what if it does? you know what's gonna happen to those people who get pulled over like um, you know the, you just never know and what happens if they get pulled over and and then they're in the in the system so once you're in the system you're always going to be in the system. Mm-hmm. I, however, will not if I ever I'm because I don't have a medical marijuana card at any time. I could probably get into trouble. Would I go to a rehab and pay fines for like Mr. Zabawa's his idea of that? No, I would not. Would I sit in jail? Yes, I would, because I don't believe that cannabis needs rehabilitation.
1: No. I don't believe the only reason a- those numbers are so inflated is when you catch kids with weed and you give them the choice of like, go here or have this nice little, you know, addiction counseling thing. You'll have to pay for it, of course, but you know, it'll, yeah. it's not jail. Like, of course they choose that, which inflates their numbers so that they can do these studies mm-hmm. that this guy is well, coming out with. Well, nobody
0: wants to go and, sit in jail. I definitely yeah. don't like jail. I, Especially I've if that's that the alternative, you one know. Time, and one time was one time too many. Um, and I had nothing to do with. Actually, that had to do with alcohol. Yeah. Know, so. w-
1: weird, right? The legal poison. Huh.
0: right um my motto is if we were to give everybody a joint and they would smoke a joint, everybody in the whole world would smoke a joint all at once at the same time our global world would know peace for two hours <laughs> probably you <know?
1: laughs> if you could get everyone to figure out the whole time zone difference nonsense and actually right? do that i think I think you'd be onto to something right well hey I we mean, gotta uh, we gotta wrap this up uh is okay. there anything else you want to uh, mention as far as the f- uh, festival or anything like that? Yep.
0: I, I would like to mention we still have some vending sites available. Um, I've got uh, 12 non power water spaces and 12 power with uh, water and power spaces available. Um, if you're looking to do any sponsorships, um, like I would like to pull in people from Washington and also Idaho. Um, and get them involved also with the Hemp and Cannabis Fest because you're not too far from us. Even you could come back. I could. <laughs> you could. Um, and, and just, you know, the more people we get together who um, are wanting to educate and collaborate and help us to get where we need to be our first year out state Hemp and Cannabis Festival. And I want to throw a quick shout out to Aaron and Shelley. Um, for taking the chance to do this, as scary as it is, and, and not being, I mean, it's, of course, any big venture is scary, but not being afraid and having the courage to take a stand. I also want to thank everybody, too, who's put their time and effort into much research against Mr. Zabawa to be able for us all to unite and finally take him down and out of the picture. I want to commend everybody who is standing and fighting and taking pride, um, and with the courage to do so, regardless of what people say um, against cannabis as a whole. So... Thank you for having me my first time on here. It wasn't as bad as I, I thought. Uh, I know. I See, we're not so. we're not as
1: bad as everybody thinks we are, these damn <laughs> pot smokers. I
0: think I was just nervous. Um, But then my daughter made comments. She goes, just act like you're on the phone and you should be.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> okay, it's just so. a podcast, Mom. It's not like it's MTV or where the kids watch these days, Vice. It's not like it's Nickelodeon, I Mom. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't watch TV anymore. And when I'm babysitting my grand grandson, he gets brain games. Oh, <laughs> his tablet gets taken away from him and he gets turned on to brain games. So. That's good stuff
1: though, for sure. <laughs> Alright, well thank you, Kimberly. Um, thank it was awesome having, having you. For sure, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yep, and you have a beautiful rest of your day.
1: <laughs> Alright, thank you.
0: Alright, bye-bye. If you like you weed, like, we, this is this where, you, where need you need to be. be. <laughs> if you
1: like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.
0: Hot Box. Podcast.